Easter is still here. Resurrection. People who don't celebrate Easter for 50 days are not my friends. Whoa. Easy. I'm saying that. We're starting strong this week. Today is, uh, this is airing on Sunday, May 10th. And that is, there are multiple, it's, it's it's the fifth Sunday of Easter, which is awesome. May 10th is also the feast day of my man, Damien of Molokai. Is it really? Yes. May 10th. You better believe it. May 10th is his feast day. Okay. Um, and it's also Mother's Day. Really? It is. How did, did Damien and Molokai, did he plan that out? He was like, Mom, <laughs> I'm going to dedicate my well, life Mother's to you day moves. and Jesus. May, May 10th, Damien and Molokai's feast day does not move. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. So this episode could entirely be me talking about my favorite saint, Damien of Molokai. But we won't do that. Really? We Why not? He mean, would, be dis- would he be disappointed? He would not be disappointed. He would, you know, I mean, he's humble. He he would, he'd probably say, let's talk about the Lord Jesus and not me. Uh-huh. But, uh, but anyway, I, di- I digress. I digress. Uh, so it's still Easter. We're still kind of in, in shutdown mode. Um, it's the way that goes. Life is moving. Life, but life is moving. Life is moving. Lots of good things. The happen. coronavirus has stopped a lot of things, but it has you, not stopped the Holy Spirit. You know what? Uh, you know what? Working stopped? in our lives, barber shops. I, uh, I. A lot of people this, are just doing their own hair. I woke up this morning, and I looked in the mirror, and I said, "You look like a clown, Wakulich. <laughs> you look like." Are you a, gonna get? You get, I mean, get somebody to cut your hair? No. <laughs> No. You want me to do it? Oh my gosh. My, my do you have clippers? Ma- no. Oh. No, no, I don't. Ma- uh, Maggie Dahl and uh, Leanne Richardson, yes, focus my focus missionaries, yeah. They cut Clayton Caldwell's <laughs> hair, my focus oh. team director. Yeah. Um, maybe like five weeks before his wedding, and they oh, butchered no. it so bad. Why would bad. he let them do that? It was five weeks before his wedding. He's like, he's such a wise young man. Why would he, he let would, them do that? They were going to taper it on the sides. Come on. And Leanne just kept going. And then Maggie's like, I'll fix it. And then his part, that doesn't exist. But if you had a part and it was on the side, like, 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 like the top. So from, you know, basically like three o'clock to nine o'clock is the kind of weight line in your hair. They had cut it up to like 11 and one. So he had this basically like a weird looking mohawk on his head. For his wedding? No, no. It finally grew out. But he Goodness just got another sakes. one. That's risky. It, it is. It is. Going to a, a barber shop. Yeah, those are professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a student told me, and I quote, Golly. Father, I don't trust my hair to anybody. So she drove back to Stillwater to get her hair done. She's like, okay, I, I can't do this. So... There's things that are not those Hollywood, those Hollywood types. People like, didn't it happen? There was some politician who like flew. I think it was John Edwards, Senator John Edwards. He was disgraced now, and but he was a senator from from North Carolina. Yeah, and he was uh, he was John Kerry's running mate in 08. When did oh uh, yeah yeah, eight? yeah no four 2004. Oh, he had the girlfriends. But he yeah, but he like there was like a big scandal because he flew to L.A. to get his hair cut. Seriously? Yeah. Flew to L.A. Like private jet. It was something like that. I f- maybe I'm. I, if I'm, like lower if Alabama I'm or Los Angeles. Participating in gossip right now. I apologize, <laughs> but like flew to L.A. So it was some politician flew to L.A. Yeah. and then had like air traffic control. Like had to hold other planes 
to wait for him to get his haircut. And then, so all these like people were late to things and so that this guy could get his haircut. And anyway, I digress. Wait, wait, wait. They shut down the airport? Well, because he was like a vice presidential candidate. And so is the security. They couldn't have planes flying all around. I think he got his haircut like in the air, in the airport or something. What was his name? <laughs> I'm gonna yes, uh, Senator Senator John Edwards. Senator right? John Edwards, yeah, John Edwards haircut. Google haircut haircut. If but this is a, true. It's a real. Yeah, this is going to be hilarious. Real. Cost of Edwards haircut hits one thousand two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, on CBS, people are serious about their hair. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone except you, apparently. Wow. I live, I live with a clown. <laughs> We've known that all along, but now it's only confirmed by your... By your whack. Yeah. Just do it yourself. <laughs> shave your head. No. Can I shave your head? No, you cannot. What would it take? What would it take? Wow. Imagine... If I gave you $50,000, would you shave your I'd head? I'd shave my head. How about twenty? Nope. No? What's your number? Forty. Forty thousand? No. Thirty thousand. Uh uh-uh. uh. Fifty thousand you would. Fifty grand, fifty grand. But not you wouldn't do it for twenty five? No. If I were gonna give if I were gonna give St. John Catholic students that are twenty five thousand dollars, you wouldn't shave your head? I'd probably do it, but you started off at fifty and then you started going down. Everyone has so a I, price. Hey, I knew I knew that you had at least fifty grand. Ten? I knew you had fifty grand. Ten? No. You started at fifty. Well, right. I'm I'm seeing what what's your price. Well, my price would have probably been ten bucks, but <laughs> you started off with fifty thousand dollars. There's no That's way I'm hilarious. going down. Um, all right, we want to we want to uh, give today uh, a shout out. We we will call this episode an ode to our mothers. Really? Yes, because it's Mother's Day, uh, which I just learned about. I had to read up on where Mother's Day came from. It started in 1908. Really? Yeah, I thought it came from earlier than that, but. I mean, people have been loving their mothers since you know, yeah. the time of Jesus. <laughs> so, so Mother's Day didn't just start with us enacting a feast day for moms. I I just read it. It, it started in 1908, so it hasn't really been around that long. So you didn't prepare for the show at all. Is that what you're saying? I prepared for the show by by I'm ready to talk about how awesome my mom is. Oh, really? Okay. So what's very interesting in the world of priests. If you ask wherever you are and the priests in your life, if you ask them, give me like the top three influences on your vocation to the priesthood. I'm going to put a number. I'm going to bet 90% of guys will have their mom in their top three. They'll usually have some, usually there's usually a priest who greatly influences them. Yes. And then, and this is not a knock on dads. But I think most guys will name their mother before their father. Is that accurate? Am I am I spitballing here? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're spitballing. I me. think more the guys I know, I think their mother had I mean the father of course has an influence, but their mother had a bigger influence than their father. Okay. Is that is that, that I don't think, I don't know if that's the case with me. I'm just I, I'm mm. kind of thinking about that now mm-hmm. and saying like because I got my vocation when I was in the military, but I also had some things prior to that. I think my parents both equally contributed to to my uh, my so vocation. You're, equal, the you're an equal opportunity uh, vocational huh. uh, promoter. I know. I mean, in my own life, my mother was more 
explicit about encouraging me. So from my father, maybe we can, when Father's Day comes around, we can do a whole show on our Did dads. your mom talk to you about becoming a priest? Yes. My mother, I don't think she ever mentioned oh, I really? should be a priest. Yes. Yeah. No, my mom would 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 mention it. She's like, uh, Marty is not going to be a priest. And my Brian, grandmother, my grandmother, my grandmother was very explicit. She told you? She, Brian. When I was in the sixth grade, sixth grade. She's like a, a prophetess, like Anna. My grandma is awesome. We what should was do her a, name? We should do a show on our grandma. I don't know any of she, my grandma. Margaret Peg Peg Lodge. I'm sorry, Lodge. Lodge L O D G E. Like that's house. my mother's maiden name, Lodge. I thought she was Irish. No, they were English. Really? So my grandmother, my grandmother was a McDonough, English, which is Scottish? Irish. Irish, yeah, okay. yeah. And then my grandfather was a lodge. Oh, right. So English and Irish intermingled. Wow, that's interesting. And then on my dad's side, he, that's where the O'Briens came from. His father was an O'Brien, and my grandmother was a Daigle. Oh, like Father Chris Daigle. Mm-hmm. Which was French. So even though my last name is O'Brien, I'm actually only, I need to do my 23 and me, but basically 50%. 50% Irish. If you just go by grandparents, 50% Irish, 25% English, 25% French. I thought there was an, uh, didn't your great-grandfather was Oshack Hennessy? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no O'Shaughnessy's in there. No O'Shack Hennessy's in there? <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Uh, but anyway, back to mothers. So my, oh, yes, yes. my grandmother, I was in sixth grade. My grandmother was explicit in saying, I want you to think about being a priest. And then my mom was not that explicit, but I actually have, I, ha- I keep it in my, in my Bible, um, when I was in college, my mom sent me a note. So this is like before email was, was big. She sent me a note, and it was a copy of a homily that John Paul II gave where he spoke specifically to young people and encouraged young men to think about the priesthood. And my mom like wrote a little note on it, basically saying, like, this could be, this could be you. Wow. Yep. She... Jeez, yep. like wrote very clearly, <laughs> Brian O'Brien. Mm-hmm. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. It's awesome. I keep it in my Bible. Jeez, yeah. dude. Okay, I I didn't know because yeah. I mean my I don't remember my mother ever sitting me down and be like, we we love you more than every other children in the family. So, but did your mom? I mean, did your mom? I mean, obviously your mom prayed for you. Did she? Did your? Did oh. she pray? Pray that you would be a priest? I don't know. I've her never sh- asked her. Oh. I should call her and ask her. Yeah. Should I text her right now and ask her? Oh, I can if you want. Okay, I'll, I'll text her right now and ask you her. You text her. We'll see if we can get it. Uh, see if we can get an answer. This is the the, uh, the first time I've ever I've ever texted. Should be a call in show. Yeah. So that. But no. But I, but I, I, I know think parents in the are. life of many priests, and I think, I mean, both of us, whether it's explicit or not. We, our mothers, have been a have been a great influence. So this is actually an interesting story. When I was in seminary, it was right before I was ordained. Um, the the Eastern Oklahoma Catholic. Let me see if I can find that. We're both going to spend this whole episode on on our on our phones. No, the Eastern. What was the? Episode? I wrote I wrote like a little like a little article for the Eastern Oklahoma Catholic about. Mothers. Let's see if I really? can find that. You? Why'd you write that about mothers? They asked me to. Okay. Like, for, <laughs> like, because okay. I was about to be ordained, and so they were like, um, "No, okay." So my mom, my mom always told me that my grandmother 
My grandmother always prayed for a priest in the family. And Ooh, like yeah. beat the gates in heaven. Like, I want one of my boys to be a priest. I don't know why she accents like that. But wow. anyway, uh, you know, when you have 13 kids in the family, one of them's going to end up being a priest, right? Or none. And none of them. Not, my, one not of my aunties. One of my aunties went to the convent and became, uh, I think, a sister of St. Joseph. And then I was there like two or three years and then bounced. Well, I think my grandmother, uh, my grandmother, uh, Bouchard. Bouchard, Bassett. I got so, I don't even know. I I don't ever remember meeting my grandparents. So they've been dead years. What is, what is in my memory bank is that. Hmm. My grandmother, so I offer, I, I need to offer mass for her. But it's a, uh, yeah, my, I don't remember my mother ever sitting me down and saying, Carrie, you should think about becoming What's a What's the best thing? Like, tell us about, tell us about your mom. What is, what, what, why is she awesome? Why is my mom awesome? Or not awesome. Maybe you don't think she is. <laughs> she has this, uh, she has this fun laughing spirit about her. Like, uh, I, I would, uh, I would pester her when I was in high school no. and she would like, she would like play tricks on me. Like on one occasion, this, this is funny. My mother was cooking in the kitchen and she was getting something out of the cabinet and I put her in a bear hug and she was like, let me go. And then she was like hitting me with a wooden spoon in the hand. Let me go. And I wouldn't let her go. So she backed, you know, the, the ovens have those glass doors. Yeah. She put her foot against the countertop and pushed me against the stove. And I, I could feel the square red square on my back growing in pain. And my mother's like, okay, you want to play this game? She was always willing to like, like joke around (laughs) and always had this jovial spirit. Uh, My mother was a geologist. Uh, she, you know, she raised us kids and then really? she went to TU to study geology and education. So she was, she, I mean, another good quality. My mother's intelligent, like super intelligent oh, man, and hardworking. Educated, yeah. yeah hardworking. Like she got her undergrad with three kids. Like she went to the University of Tulsa and finished her, started her undergrad and finished it uh, there at the University of Tulsa with th- like three kids, two kids in school wow. and like this little goobwad, me. So... Uh, yeah, my mother, she's, uh, she's an awesome woman and she doesn't put up, you know, another thing. She's like, grew up kind of like very poor family. My dad grew up in the projects in New York city. Uh, at least that's the, the, the line that the boogie down Bronx. Uh, the, no, uh, the lower East side of Manhattan oh, okay. in the Russian district, the kind of the poor area. And my mother grew up in a really poor. So they, they where was your mom from? Uh, she's from outside of Salina, but she grew up in a small in house. Kansas. Okay. Yeah. So she, you know, wow. my parents are just hard workers and my mother, I think instilled that in me, like of this hard work. You know, another thing, my when mother. When will that start? When will the hard work start for you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a, coming? Uh, you Did know we what? flip I, a switch at 45 or something or. I'm glad I gave up. Is this starting? Gave up slashing your car tires for Easter. Would, You're lucky. Um, You're lucky. Wait for Pentecost to get here. I park in the garage. You're not allowed in the garage. <laughs> Yeah. And so another another really cool thing about my mom is just this beautiful love of nature and God. Ooh. Yeah. She what does had, she love about my, nature? Uh, she always had gardens and butterfly gardens and vegetables and stuff like that. Really? So that's why I love like just the outdoors and like growing things and gardens and plants and animals. So, my, you know, my mother had that. And then she has this incredible face life. She always jokingly said she has... Um, her knees hurt not from scrubbing floors, but from praying for us. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. 
That's awesome. So my, yeah, my That's mother awesome. is a pretty awesome gal. I sent her, and she puts up. She puts up with my uh, with my jovialness. Uh, one occasion, I sent her a birthday card. I was living in Kuwait <laughs> in the desert. And I went to the uh, local, uh, we lived outside of an army post about, I don't know, 50 miles in the desert. And we'd go back and get supplies. <laughs> and I went back and <laughs> I went to the card section at the, um, uh, whatever. The general the, store there. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, the, whatever, the Army Air Force, Ex- uh, AFES, Army Air Force Exchange Center. So I went to the AFES there and they had one card left and it said, it's a boy. <laughs> and so I sent it to my mom as a birthday That's card awesome. and she kept it and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a, there's a really awesome side to my mom. I don't, you know, I don't get to see my parents 24, seven, 365. And you know, when I was in the air force. I didn't see them for five, six years very much. Wow. And then in seminary, you don't see them, you know, you're gone for four or five months. But now, you know, when things are not, uh, I haven't down seen them since to, February due to a pandemic, February, but they live in Tulsa. So you yeah, can, so I, you I can call FaceTime. Yeah. yeah. There's a, there's all those, you know, technology that you can use now to, um, Google hangout. Yeah. To hang out house party. Yeah. Your mom's awesome. Thanks. Okay. So tell me, tell me about your mom. And why is uh, what oh, uh, other Peggy. than other than Peggy. the insulting things she says to me no, that are not mom, allowed to be said on uh, TV? I think two. There are sort of two characteristics that define my mother. Uh, one is just is her is her Catholic faith. Like I mean, there is nothing more important. It it defines her. It. I mean, it's what she does. It. I mean, her her life of prayer. You know, which has changed over the years from when she was little. You know, I mean, they were <coughs> devout. Catholics, um, she, as a, like a single woman, uh, before she met my dad, I mean, was it was at, would go to mass as as often as oh. she could. Um, as I think I've told the story on the show before, but like when she was in her mid twenties, uh, so my mom was a, was a teacher, um, and got a master's degree in, in English. Uh, wrote her her uh, her thesis thesis on the. I think it was like the 95, 92 minor characters of James Joyce's Ulysses. What? Like this. So like Irish literature was like her. So a master's in, in, in education or English um, was a teacher. Okay. And was, you know, but felt super called to the vocation of, of marriage. And so went to this, to the shrine of St. Anne. Uh, the, Give the, me a man. St. Anne, St. Anne, send me a man. That was her prayer. And then met my dad. And, Where's the shrine and, of St. Anne? There was a, there's a church in downtown Boston, and it's called the Shrine of Saint Anne. Well, it's a Saint Anne's Church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it like Saint? Isn't that Saint Anne in Capel? That's your own uh, parish. Yeah, there's a Saint Anne's in Broken Arrow too. Oh, and okay. Scheidler. And so she, lots of she so has this devotion to Saint Anne, who is the grandmother of Jesus, Joachim and Anne, the grandparents, right. the mother parents of Mary, and just had you know, hey Anne, intercede for me and help me to find you know a husband. And her prayer, I mean, this is so telling, right? Her prayer was, St. Anne, St. Anne, send me a man, which is just funny, uh, with whom I will be happiest and holiest. Ooh. Like that was like this desire in her heart to be a woman of faith, help me to find a husband that will help me to be happy. Everybody wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. But her also, her primary concern was, I also want to be holy. Yeah. Woo-hoo! And so she meets my dad and, and off they go and... So my mom was was a teacher, taught for for many years, and then once she got married and started having kids, then became was a stay at home 
mom. But but I think for us, I mean, we were not homeschooled, but like there was a great deal of education that happened in my home. I mean, I learned to like to write and to, I mean, from, from my English teachers, of course, but my mom, like along the way, I mean, she would teach us how to how to write and how to speak. and Right. Uh, you know what? I think there's a similarity between our mothers that our dads are, were in the oil and gas business. Yep. And so I remember as a kid, like my dad being gone for four, five, six months at a time. Like yeah, my dad traveled a lot. Building an oil platform mm-hmm. in the Persian Gulf. That was a really cool day when the one of the U.S. guided missile frigates blew up a oil platform in the Persian Gulf, which my dad built. Oh. And... I was like, oh, that's how my dad, uh, my dad worked for the Iranian gas company in the 70s, in the early 70s before the Shah was overthrown. And so why my dad was over working overseas, making money for the family, my mother was taking care of raising kids. My dad would be in Kuwait or Saudi Arabia or someplace. And what will my mom do be doing? Holding down, holding down the, yeah, the Ford at home. This one, yeah, she's great. So a great woman of faith. But then I think the, uh, her other defining characteristic is, is, Hum- is humor um like my mom is just she is straight up funny she is and she's funny like in person and not like she doesn't like tell knock-knock jokes she just has like a joyful disposition about her but like in writing i mean when she's in her like emails and i mean to everybody so for example like she when my brother got married she would sign she would send like an email to my sister-in-law uh, and she would sign it like M I L, mother in law. <laughs> and then, but she would like call my my sister in law, like she would call her D D I L, like daughter in law. <laughs> and so now, I mean, to this day, like they still call each other like like Dilly and Millie, really, daughter in law and mother in law. And then like <laughs> I would call her like silly. You know, like sister, she's my she's my sister-in-law. So like my parents are referred to as Millie and Phil, father, P- <laughs> F-I-L, father-in-law. But that all started with like my mom and just kind of her <laughs> clever way of, of like, you know, just sort of speaking and writing and everything was sort of, cre- you know, so she calls me like father-son. Like I'm a priest and I'm her son. And so she calls me, hi, father-son, how are you, you know? Just stuff like that. I mean, just so, so, so funny. Huh. Uh, and just has this great, you know, sort of disposition about her. And that has, I mean, that has, and in many ways, kind of defined our family of being a family of like, you know, of good humor and joy and um, and faith. I mean, that the Catholic faith is is central to who she is and therefore who we are. Okay. Now... Uh, some a woman you know that is also an awesome example of a mom you want to give a shout out to, Pam. Go ahead. Oh no, I mean I have so many. Oh man, there's so many great, so many great moms in my life. So Pam Pam? is my college, my college. Oh Pam, how'd you come up with that name? Pam Pam Tupi, who she and her husband, they and the kids, they listened out from out in California. uh, Are just all you know, awesome. I have, and there's so many examples of that. I mean, Pam is awesome. you just you look around the parish, you look around uh, at at the friends I've had. I mean, just these these moms who have such a profound influence, certainly in their own l- marriages and fa- and families, but then who have had. I mean, and I know you do too. One of the things that helps 
priests is to have friends who are who are married. Right. Um, exactly. I am I am a better priest because of the the those those married people in my life. And hopefully my you know, because the, I've I've helped them to have a better marriage. But I mean it's dozens of people, couples I've married, um, couples I've been, you know, friends with since I was little or from mm. college. Yes, yes, yes. And, and and these so in particular today, these moms uh, I mean, are just they—they they have had a pr- are are a profound example of self-gift. Yeah, precisely. Uh, I mean, ca- patterning their own lives after the life of Mary. I mean, of giving giving her son away. I think of that in the mysteries of the Rosary. We, we pray the the presentation. You know, they bring Jesus to the temple to present him. Correct to God. Um, of how many mothers have just their lives are about. With John Paul II, you know the 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 law of the gift, right? Their their lives are meant to be to be given away. Yes, and that's what these moms do. They they've given their lives away in service to their spouse and to their children. Yeah, and it's pretty dang inspiring. It is. The, I I just watched uh, my best buddy Chuck Slagle. You know, he's like lots of deployments, lots of mm-hmm, being around mm-hmm. the world, and to see his wife like run the show. Yeah. She's. A, they graduated from OSU. She was a chemical engineer, and just watch her pack up a family and move it to another state. Heroic, or yeah, heroic courage, and, and to know like moms know what they're really excellent at and what they're not excellent at too. There's this great humility in there, uh, and, and so I just love the just the beauty of moms, and they're and they're wise. They've just accumulated all of this experience, and they're tender. And they're gentle, and they would know when to but knock. Tough. They know when to knock us across the head and say, like "Quit my being mom, a dum dum." My mom is like a, not a very big person. I mean, she's, she's shorter. She's, she's like four ten. She's tiny, uh, but like she is tough. My mom. I mean, I was six months old. My mom had a brain tumor. Like that was forty four years ago. Yeah, and has lived lived with the effects of that for her whole life. Um, like my mom, the left, the left side of her body doesn't work as well as the right side of her body. My mom wears a, like a brace on her left leg and has from, I've never seen my mom like sort of walk normally or run or, um, I mean, has had this sort of physical disability, but like, has that slowed her down? Ain't nothing going to slow her down. No. Uh-oh. I mean, so you want to talk about, you want to talk about tough. I mean, my mom is tough. We've moved several times. She's raised five kids. Um, you know, my dad traveled a lot and, and put, you know, kind of working through that. I mean, so she, if you looked at her, you would not, you would not think, ooh, that lady's tough. Mm-hmm. But if you know her. Right. You know how tough my mom is? Tough. I lost a hammer one time. We were fixing a fence and she just came over and punched the nails into the wood boards. Really? Yeah. No, that's a lie. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> But just you know that so within that within that sort of gentle joyful disposition there is a a a fierceness both of of faith and and the kind of perseverance i mean yes. that that to to see that through it's it's awesome it's awesome our moms and other moms too an ode to our moms ode to our moms but on this mother's day and i know many many people out there may be listening either you know maybe your moms have have died um maybe you don't have a great relationship with your mom but we just you know we thought 
that's not been our experience. Our mothers are still going strong, and our mothers are, um, you know, have been great examples for us. Saintly examples. Our, yeah, and and have helped us to become priests. And so, again, I don't know, maybe that's not been your experience, but that's been ours. And so we wanted to just do a little shout-out because we have a radio show and you don't. <laughs> so we're, we're talking about our moms and not yours. So call your mom up or call someone that has also been influential in your life. Maybe a replacement mom. Your mom didn't, you know, wasn't around. Or maybe you got these uh, these moms that have adopted you. Oh, for a lot as, of people, yeah, aunts, yeah, an aunt or a grandma or someone, a, a mom, a, a mom who's like she's been a really good example to you, or even your wife, uh, who's the mother of uh, the kids, the mother of your children. Uh huh. You do do an debt of gratitude, an owe a debt of gratitude to to the moms today. So whether Mother's Day has started with some sort of mystery in the 1918s, or it's been celebrated since 1908, You're thinking of the Spanish flu, <laughs> not to be confused with uh, Mother's Day. Yes. But ultimately, when we think about moms, uh, we think about the Blessed Virgin Mary, and how what a wonderful and perfect mom she was to our Lord. And so maybe pray the rosary today. Maybe that's not a prayer you're, you're used to doing, but pray a rosary, pray a hail Mary for your mom and for moms everywhere. So happy mother's day, mom. Happy mother's day. I'll call you later. I'll call you later and you can check it off that my mom keeps a little list on the board of who's called on her birthday, (laughs) mother's day. You can check the box. All right, we're out of here. Peace. Great blessings. uh, Happy Easter. Great evening. Happy Easter. Happy mother's day. God bless you.